La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hola, amigos. It is Friday, March 4th. Thank you for joining us. Got a full show lined up for you, literally. I pretty much have a guest every segment, so I need to get right to it, which means you know what I got to do. It's Friday, Friday. I always look forward to the weekend, and I don't know about you, but um, everybody seems to be boiling that crawfish everywhere around here as well. So everywhere you go, <laughs> the smells of crawfish are everywhere. A couple stores earlier today to do some stuff getting ready for the weekend. Should be gorgeous weather. So go out there and enjoy it today. Got plenty to get into, including your New Orleans Pelicans back at it again tonight right here in your home for Pelicans basketball. Pelicans hosting the Jazz Utah, a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Pels, don't look now. One game back of the Lakers for the ninth seed. That's right. L.A. last night lost their fourth straight game, 132-111. LeBou, 37 minutes, 26 points. But he had four turnovers, led the team in turnovers. So we'll get into that. David Wesley will join us at 12-15. Got a big basketball game, though, on the collegiate ranks. Nichols and UNO, winner take all. So I figured let's talk to some coaches. Austin Claunch is going to join us here in about 20, 30 seconds. And then Mark Schlesinger is going to join us at 1230. And then, you know what, let's get the voices as well. Jack Benjamin, 105. Jude Young is going to join us at 205. So we're going to have all kind of perspectives here. You'll hear from the coaches and you'll hear from the men that are going to call the game coming up on today's show. Rafael Esparza, 115, will join us. Christian Clark, 130, will kind of break down a little bit more about tonight's Pelican Jazz game. Again, David Wesley joining us next segment. I'm going to talk to him about really how this team is starting to come together in the makeup and, and what he's seeing and why he's just constantly all smiles now in this postgame show with Aaron Hardigan. Marlon Favorite, 215. Rafael, 115. Leo, 230. That's your show. So let's get going here as we bring in the head coach of the Nickel Colonels basketball team, Mr. Austin Claunch. Sir, how are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are y'all? Thanks for having me. Doing good, man. So what is this? What, three of the last five? That's what you're looking for, right? Titles here? I mean, uh, the Colonels kind of have sort of um, controlled this conference here, but you guys had to get some work done in order to make this a winner-take-all game on Saturday. Yeah, you know, this this would be three out of five. Uh, I, I certainly wouldn't just say we, we control that. It. It's, it's been hard. It's been a really, really competitive league each year. Um, and, you know, for us to kind of have this game tomorrow against New Orleans at home for senior day, can't really ride it up any better. You know, two teams that had really high expectations coming in, you know, mm-hmm. picked, you know, at the top of the league. And, um, you know, a program I have a ton of respect for. Coach Lessinger has done a heck of a job there. Uh, and it's going to be fun, man. Excited. The atmosphere is going to be great. And like I said, you can't really script it any better. 
twenty and ten overall, ten and three in conference play. They're ten and three in conference play, seventeen and eleven overall. Ten and one at home, though, coach, over there at your gym. What 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 makes it such a home court advantage for you? You know, well, I think it starts a lot with our fans and our community. You know, and they come out, and um, you know, we're we're so thankful to have you know them here. And, and again, you know, for it to be Senior Day, and and for our guys to you know get to perform. You know, last year when we won, um, we were on the road, and now to have an opportunity, um, you know, to win a championship in, in front of our fans in the gym that that our guys work so hard in every single day. Like I said, man, it's, it's a perfect setting, um, but it's not going to be easy. You know, you're playing a team on the other side that's played great basketball all year, extremely well coached, disciplined, physical, fast. Um, so it's going to be a high-level game, man. I'm excited to get out here and just throw the ball up. Nine of your last ten have been wins. Here you go, Coach Reddy. This is why I went to journalism class. Why? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I, I think we've just really focused in on what we need to do on both sides of the ball, who we are as a team. You know what we want our identity to be, and we preach those things and drill those things every single day. And I think our guys turn um, turn that um, into good gameplay and, and you know trusting each other. You know we have a really new team, um, and, and we knew you know it might take a little bit longer for this thing to gel. And um, you know we had an incredible February, um, and hopefully we can you know continue to build on that and play our mm-hmm. best ball here in March. Coach, you got a lot of people listening here that maybe don't follow the Colonels as closely. Who are some guys that have helped you lead the way this season to get you in this uh, point that you want people to know? We've got a fun group, man, and we got a lot of guys that, that can really help. You know, we, you know, Ty Gordon and Devontae Carter are our starting backcourt. You know, you've got guys like Latrell Jones and Pierce Spencer, um, you know, who will play the two and the three. Um, you know, our front court is really deep with Raji Lyons and, and Manny Littles, and, and we've got young players. Um, who come off the bench and give us a lot of energy. You know, for us, it's never really about one guy. Um, we play a really fun brand of basketball that's, that's up and down. We create turnovers, um, and, it's, and it's fun to watch, you know, and, and it's fun to be a part of. And, you know, certainly if you guys, um, you know, have some free time tomorrow, Stouffer is going to be electric, man. I, I encourage everyone, if you can, <laughs> bring your family, kids, um, and come out to Stouffer at 3 o'clock. It's, it's going to be, like I said, a high-level game between two really, really good teams. Um, and it, it's certainly going to be a, a fun one, uh, and I encourage everyone to get out there uh, if you got some time. Coach, I know when I talked with uh, Mark Schlesinger about a week and a half ago, too, we were talking about this conference and, and how difficult it sort of can be. What, what kind of tournament do you expect here? Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's wide open. I mean, you know, there, there's, you know, styles make fights, matchups are everything. You know, certain teams struggle with different things, and, um, you know, it's like that every year in Southland. You know, there's and really in every league, right? I mean, that's why they call it March Madness. I mean, it's yeah. you know, there's going to be upsets, and and it's about the teams that focus, um, and ultimately, again, um, you know, do the things that, that they talk about every day. You know, um, you know, we we've got to take the things that we preach and practice uh, and stress every day to these young men, uh, you know, and apply it on the court. And ultimately, I think the team that that does that the best in March are the teams that you're going to see dancing. Wrapping up with Colonels head coach Austin Clonge, winner take all game tomorrow against UNO. Now this is the second meeting coach. You faced them back on January 15th, 78, 66 privateers in that one. Is that so long ago, the start of conference play that you do look at it, you see what they do, and, and maybe you look at it maybe as two different teams, or do you look at that game and go, okay, this is what we can expect tomorrow? Well, I, I think it's both. I, I think, um, you know, certainly we know every time we play New Orleans, it's it's an absolute dogfight. You know, every time we've played these dudes a lot, since I've been in the league, you know what to expect from a Mark Schlesinger coach team. You know they're going to be ready to go. You know how hard they're going to compete. Um, we certainly feel like we're playing better than, than we were back in the beginning of conference play. 
but they certainly feel like they're doing things, I'm, I'm sure, as well, um, mm-hmm. you know, better than, than they were even back then, you know. So um, at the end of the day, it's, it's two teams um, who have worked to get to this point um, and have opportunities to play for championships. And the team that I think competes um, and ultimately stays together through adversity tomorrow for 40 minutes is the team that's going to lift the trophy. All right, Coach, final thing here for the Colonel fans listening. 3.30 tomorrow, give them a message. Colonel fans, Colonel Nation, baby, we need you guys out there. Everybody, let's make Stouffer standing room only, packed house. It's going to be electric. We've got a fun group, man, and, and we all need your support. We appreciate your support throughout this entire year. Let's come out and do it one more time and lift this thing. Deaded one on the season, Coach Austin Clarence. Thank you for your time this afternoon. Appreciate it, man. Should be fun tomorrow. I appreciate y'all, man. Have a good one. Go Colonel. At Nichols underscore MBB, the way to follow over on Twitter. And, of course, GoColonels.com. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we'll hear from head coach UNO Mark Schlesinger on, on his side of things here as well. I love this. Winner take all. This is what you want, right? I mean, let's, let's have a little fun with this. Again, David Wesley coming up at 12.15. Coach Schlesinger at 12.30. Um, let's get, though, to some sound from Mickey Loomis and Dennis Allen. They spoke yesterday. I'm sure you want to hear it, Saints fans. First and foremost, the Saints general manager, the process, and how do you approach the quarterback position? We're approaching it, you know, with this intervergency, that's for sure. Um, but look, we, you know, hopefully we can, we can get something done with, um, you know, with one of the guys that's available, and, and, and Jameis is certainly, uh, an option for us, and, and hopefully we're an option for him as well. So, um, yeah, we'll just, you know, we'll go through the process here and see what happens. All right, so he did name him, and he said he, he hopes that they're an option for him. So, again, again, it, to me it makes sense, but I, I keep saying he's a free agent. But you did hear the GM there. We hope he's a, we're an option for him. I mean, obviously, they'd like him back. You wouldn't say that, right, if that's not the case. At 18, Todd McShay, Mel Kuyper from ESPN, CBS has several analysts. A lot of people have the Saints with Matt Corral or Pickett or a quarterback. It's interesting. Mickey Loomis was asked, is it hard to get a quarterback at 18 or or move up? And, and is that something you envision this team doing? Well, I th- I, yeah, I think that would be difficult, uh, just because you know when you when you're picking uh, in the latter half of the draft, you just don't know what's going to uh, fall to you number one. So it's hard to target someone. And look, there even if you you uh, um, you know decide you want to make a move forward, you're limited in that. You know, moving from 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 where we're at at 18 into the into the top, you know, eight or ten picks is is really difficult. It's expensive in terms of the um, draft capital you have to give up. And so it's unrealistic. Typically, it can happen. It's not impossible, but um, pretty difficult to predict. All right. So obviously, the combine, as Mickey says, just the start uh, of the process here, and it's a process that really continued. At the Senior Bowl, I think you know the last two years have been pretty unusual for um, you know for the evaluation process for our league, and so it's kind of, it's good to be back into a, the circumstance that feels a lot more normal um, than it has been the last two years, and so uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a um, it's a real good information gathering. Uh, circumstance for us and and look our, our college scouts were able to get on campuses this year they were able to do much more of a of a um, normal 
uh, process than than uh, they were the year before. So I feel good about uh, where we're at. But again, this this is a, a valuable um, event for not just the Saints but for our entire league. So obviously, that's uh, one of the things that you pay attention to the scouting aspect of it. Um, one quick question that he was asked about, obviously, is Michael Thomas. Look, yesterday the story was this. There are a lot of good receivers. There are a lot of fast receivers. The guy that I like, Traylon Burks, ran slow. But there are a ton of receivers there. I saw a lot of people tweet, don't mess this up, Saints. At 18, there will be a receiver if that's what you want. Co- um, Mickey Lewis was asked about Michael Thomas, though. Well, we're expecting to have Mike get back and... and, and you know his progress hopefully is is going well and you know the reports are that it's been going well um i know he certainly has um is certainly motivated michael's always motivated so that's not an issue um but you know creek one's a, a free agent and uh Deontay harris is a um rfa so we've got some work to do um to improve that room okay as for Dennis Allen, he had this to say about how the coaches that he's gotten and the staff all getting together. Remember, he's made some changes. You pretty much know all the hires now. Uh, well, look, I think it's been good. I think I think the good thing for us is that uh, we're able to keep a lot of continuity. There hasn't been a lot of changeover, and and so uh, I think that's been a good experience for for us and and not having to have a lot of change. Okay, right there, right that that fourteen seconds. That's why Dennis Allen was a favorite, and that's why we said he. Probably would be if you wanted to continue the direction that you were doing. I mean, he said it himself. Not a lot of turnover. Um, ultimate goal. Well, I think the big thing is just to really get a, a, a baseline view of each of these prospects. Uh, this is a long process that we go through, and, and really for us as a coaching staff, it's kind of the uh, the first building block in the process. And again, Mickey Loomis kind of echoing what Dennis Allen said there. Where's the value in this draft? Yeah, I, I think we're still sorting that out. Um, John, uh, I, I think that there's, based on what we've seen so far, I think there's a, a you know, a, a really strong group of receivers and, and, and DBs and, and, um, and there's a couple other positions, but I think we're still, we're still gathering that, uh, uh information. Quick break. We come back. We'll speak with David Wesley. He's part of Fox Sports. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Bally Sports um, coverage of your New Orleans Pelicans. We'll chat with him about this team and where they are taking on the Jazz tonight, seven o'clock over at the Smoothie King Center. Should be fun. Utah a four and a half point favor. They were my arch nemesis. I kept saying yesterday, but everyone kept saying the Spurs. We'll talk to him a little bit about that and really the makeup on this team and why all of a sudden. Um, they look a lot better than the Lakers. So we'll talk about that next when we come back. It is your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans.
great news for our video poker players. Cash Magic LaRose has reopened. Yes, Cash Magic LaRose is open and bigger and better than ever in our brand new casino right here in LaRose on Highway 308. So come on in and win. You'll always be a VIP Cash Magic. Gambling problem 877-770-STOP. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Your wife is mobile. So is your bank. As a state bank and trust company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay bills anywhere or anytime with state bank and trust companies' online banking or mobility app. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. Nobody boils more Louisiana crawfish than Rouse's Markets. These guys are professionals. They grew up boiling on the bayou. Right now, you can buy Rouse's Markets Louisiana crawfish live by the sack for just three fifty a pound. Or get them hot from the pot. A 10-pound special of Rouse's Markets hot boiled Louisiana crawfish is only four forty nine a pound. Each batch has just the right amount of lemon, onion, garlic, heat, and down-the-bayou flavor. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Oh, big talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Oh, we got a big one tonight at the Smoothie King Center. That is for sure to kind of maybe help get you in the mood. One graph highlight. Should we do one graph highlight? Let's do one from uh, the last time they were on the court. Ingram taking it at Barnes and cut him off. Now Ingram pulls up left free throw line. Extended down again. Brandon is feeling it from the mid-range, and he is in fuego. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Joining us to talk about the Pels, Mr. David Wesley. You can catch him over on Valley Sports New Orleans, of course, pregame and postgame. Sir, this is this is fun times, man. How you doing this afternoon? Thanks for your time. Um, I'm doing great, man. It's uh, it's been an interesting year for these Pelicans, and it's been fun to watch. You know, back when you were here, man, and, and you played, and I always reference this. I think every time I even have you on the show, too. I remember November, man. You, you had your feet in ice, you know, and, and I saw the grind oh. that it takes. Um, <laughs> for these players to kind of get to. So there's a mental and the physical aspect here as well. I know because of wins and where they are, he may not get, you know, coach of the year and stuff like that. But can you really put into words the job that not only the staff, but these players have done when you start one in 12, you have the distractions and things that's happened when your best player didn't play to get to this point now, man, where everyone's talking about them in a positive light more than they are the Lakers. Well, you know what? This, this organization has, has really done a nice job this year, uh, specifically uh, Coach Willie Green. I, you can't say enough about his ability to stay the same, regardless of the result. You can see that he has a positive air about him. And one of the hardest things to do when you're losing is to get guys to buy in, and he was able to do that. Um, and, to, and then you get a, a CJ mixed with a B.I., 
Mm-hmm. You know, some people think, oh, you got all the talent. That's easy. No, you have to manage talent. You have to manage egos. You have to manage your top players. And through his way, he's able to get these guys on the same page, get everybody involved, and keep guys that aren't playing, keep guys that aren't playing ready. You watch Billy Hernan Gomez go into a game, you would think he never missed a game. He's a starter all year, the way he comes in and he's ready to play. Najee Marshall coming in ready to play. Um, Jose Alvarado coming in ready to play. And, and that all speaks to this coach and the coaching staff and, and, and being able to delegate, being able to organize things, and then keep it positive. They feel like a family. Here's another thing. When you see two, two players get traded and then sit on the front row right. of the game after they've been traded, that says a lot about what, what this organization is, is, has come to, what, what Willie has been able to build. And now, you know, you can think play other players, is this a destination? It's starting to look like it. I mean, if you even think about Zion coming back, playing with this group, wow. David, what, 15 seasons? That's a lot of locker rooms, man. That's, that's not easy to do what you just described. And that's why I wanted to start with that, because I think when you get everybody wanting to play with one another, legitimately enjoying one another, you know, the graph was telling me back on the road when they all had dinner again, you know, everyone stopped by to tell coach goodbye before they left. Just little nuances, things like that. Then maybe that explains what we see on the court. Basketball is sharing, team defense, playing for one another, but it starts with wanting to be there together, right? Absolutely. If you don't have guys that want to play together, want to want to be in that foxhole together and fight together and and take the result and then and then use it for good or, or bad. You know, you, you win a game, you, you look at what you did good, bad, and you go in and, and you make your tweet. You lose a game, same thing. And his message, his delivery of that message making sure that everyone is getting that message, having everyone on the same page. You don't see that in every organization. You don't see that with every team. Uh, And for the first time I see this team, and I'm sure guys are disappointed they're not playing, but there's no disgruntled guy. And and that's the biggest difference, especially when you start 1-12, it's easy to get disgruntled. It's easy to start thinking, well, we're not winning, and I'm not playing either. Put me in, Coach. Uh, you don't see that out of this team, and you generally see guys wanting to play as a group and not as individuals. I mean, David, I don't think there was a clearer example of what we saw on Sunday in Los Angeles, right? Right, right. Uh, what a game that was. And and you talk about guys just went out there. Uh, and, and you talk about not not just L.A., talk about the, the, the games that have happened after the All-Star break where this team, um, and if I remember correctly, went in, went into the All-Star break losing that last game, Correct. a game they probably should have won, mm-hmm. and they come out, reset. You get C.J. and uh, Tony Snell. You get those guys a chance to kind of learn and figure out the offenses, have some conversations, watch some film. They both talk about it. Um, and then they come out and beat Phoenix, L.A., and then Sacramento. And, and all those games are by 28-plus. That's outstanding. That's that's coming out ready to play. That's a coach getting his team ready to go. Because sometimes that's an all-star break. You have a couple of duds coming out of all-star break. <laughs> if you don't come with the right right attitude. And they, they all have the right attitude. And, wow, 
plan exceptionally well right now at the right time. Speak with David Wesley. You can follow him on Twitter, srdavidwesley4. Here on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans, Pels and Jazz. We'll get his thoughts on that game and Rudy Gobert here in a quick second. But you know, I was talking yesterday about how it's interesting with the trade with C.J. McCollum. A lot of that is his impact on Zion. How he can make this team better, but obviously Zion's on there as well. And what I've seen in the last couple of days and heard stories about the relationship, the dinners of his influence and impact on Brandon Ingram, David. I almost feel like we maybe even overlooked or or didn't maybe think of the impact that he can have on that player because it really seems like he's also pushing Brandon to go to another level. And 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 that's and that's something that this this team needed was Brandon to be Brandon. And when CJ got here, you could see Brandon unselfishly trying to get him acclimated, get mm-hmm. CJ acclimated into the team, and he kind of it kind of took away from him. Also, CJ hit the ground running. I think he shot twenty one shots his first game with the Pelicans. But CJ comes in with that mentality, that older mentality that. You know, a young star like B.I. may defer to, and you don't want him to defer. Well, C.J. did a great job in those dinners by saying, I want to find out how to get you going. We need you to get going. That's huge. When when you got a young star and and you got an older star, and that older star is saying, no, no, young fella, I want Mm -hmm. you to get going. I want We need you to do what you do. That's huge. And – it seemed like after a couple of dinners, after a couple of times playing, all of a sudden you could see Brandon get more and more aggressive, more and more aggressive. And I think that's all a part to having real conversations, in-your-face conversations, and things that are really going to make a difference. And between him, between CJ, B.I., and, and Coach Green, sitting down having those conversations, that's been huge for this team. Maybe it's because he's been here a while, but, David, I almost feel like Brandon Ingram, you, you sit there and go, man, it's – the growth and really the potential he still sort of has. What is he? Twenty four. I mean, he's not he's not old at all. Right. He's not he's not old at all. <laughs> and when and, and his growth is is still growing. You know, you, you talk about the things that you know he's added this year. He's been a he's been a great assist guy. And in addition to him scoring, he's he's sacrificed some of his games and some of his output trying to figure that out. And that 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 takes time finding chemistry different guys in and out of the lineup. Um, but he's done a great job of just trying to figure out how to win, how to get this team at that level. And, you know, at his youth, I mean, he's defending better. He's getting deflections. He's getting in a stance. That's changed over the years. Um, and I think when you get a young player like that, so young, you can see their growth and you can see them wanting to grow and do the things that make them not just a star, but become a superstar. Two final things for David Wesley here in the next four minutes. Um, the Jazz, man. I mean, Oof. they so the Pels beat them in game one. They lose game two, 127-105. They lose game three, 115-104. I call them the arch nemesis, I guess, more recently. I said that yesterday, and everyone said Spurs or Lakers. So that's my final question to you. Who's the arch nemesis of the Pelicans? But that's what we'll end with. But when you look at this series and this team and this matchup, why has it been difficult, and what do the Pels need to do tonight to make it four in a row? Well, you know what, and I, and I think I think you have to kind of go back even to last year, and you, when you're talking about arch nemesis, and I, I don't know if if that's necessarily 
the term I would use, arch nemesis, uh, mm-hmm. because there's not there's not a ton of that in today's game, right? So if you if you but if you just look at the last couple of years, this team has faced they've played some exciting games. I mean, Brandon Ingram versus uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell, epic. Last I think last year both guys had forty in the same game, mm-hmm. went into overtime or should have went in overtime. It's things like that, and they've been close, and they've been hard fought, and you really sometimes, even before the game, can't pick a winner because regardless of record, they seem to be that team, that, that, that one team that is always going to give you some sort of a problem. Uh, but this is a tough team, and they're tough every year. They play the same way every year. They're well coached, and, and they do a lot of good things. Um, but I, you know, I don't know if I would say the Lakers. The Lakers, uh, why? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't get that. Or the, or San Antonio Spurs, mm-hmm. other than the Spurs are in the same division. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know that there's an arch nemesis, so to speak, that I could think I, I'd pick out. The, 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 the reasons when I got the calls yesterday that they were going Spurs, I guess they were referencing back in the day, 06, 07, 08. Right. Those yeah, games, that... I think the Lakers with the AD thing is sort of was, I, I see to me, I look at when I say arch nemesis, it's the team that you can play well, you play hard and, you know, Gobert gets the foul call and you don't. Right. <laughs> like that's what makes it an arch nemesis, you know, to me. Yeah. So and to me, you're closer than the other guesses the Lakers and I don't get the Lakers or San Antonio I wouldn't go that far back to when Chris Paul was you know playing against the Lakers or or you know the San Antonio or, or whatever so yeah. I don't know well some people still can't get over to Bruce Bowen you know to David West's back moment <laughs> <laughs> we have long memories here in New Orleans David you're well yeah, aware indeed. um well, let me ask you this, man, and we'll get you out of here. And again, thanks for your time. But, man, one game back of the Lakers, that is a disaster over there. Can this team legitimately be the nine or, or more? Yes, legitimately. Because the Lakers are going to continue to fall. They have problems, and I don't even know if they know what their problem is. And that's a scary place to be as a as a, as a basketball team. Which you one he left? Westbrook. <laughs> right. Yes. And 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 so the, I think the Lakers are going to fall. I think the Pelicans will get to at least ninth. But depending on how they they do this last stretch, I mean they got I think they got the Lakers twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got Sacramento again. Twenty games. Uh, you know, you know if they can get if they can go like thirteen or fourteen and seven, uh, fourteen and six. That that could that could move them up a spot or two. So we'll see. But you know I think they're capable especially the way they're playing now, especially now that C.J. is starting to get into – well, C.J.'s been in a rhythm pretty much since after his first game. Uh, B.I. starting to play to his level with C.J. Obviously, Jonas downstairs um, and, and playing the two bigs, which is not normal in today's NBA. Um, all those things are, are so – they look so good, it's hard to think this team is not going to continue to climb. Reason to watch, man. No doubt about it. Nice crowd Absolutely. Wednesday after Mardi Gras. Today's a Friday night. Got a chance for four in a row. Let's see what happens, man. Looking forward to checking out your analysis pregame and postgame, bud, with Aaron. All right. Thanks a lot. Have a yep. good one. Follow David on Twitter at SR David Wesley for also Valley Sports and O on Twitter as well. Mark Schlesinger next on ESPN New Orleans. Just on this screen, yeah.
Home health services in South Lafourche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health. For the sick, the elderly, and the homebound, our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 632-6900 for more information. So the dream was to build your very own law practice, be your own boss, call all the shots. But have things like billing, HR, timekeeping, and all the other management stuff turned your dream into a nightmare? Take charge of your practice with Lexicon. We're the intersection of practice management software and legal support services for your firm. You'll get more billable and livable hours back. Lexicon marks the spot for all your practice management needs. Visit lexiconservices.com slash intersection to get the whole story or schedule a demo. Vivid Seats, your ticket to hold on to your hat, edge of seat sitting, bases loaded, two outs, half court buzzer beating, 60 yard Hail Marys. Hear that pin dropping? Can they do it? They did! For your team, it was nothing. Get tickets and earn rewards with Vivid Seats. Life happens live. I'm Insurance Commissioner Jim Donlan, asking Louisiana seniors to call us before making changes to your Medicare plan. Calling a number you saw on TV promising discounts and benefits may switch your plan to one that's not right for you. Instead, call the Senior Health Insurance Program. We make sure your doctors and medications are covered, and we check to see if you qualify for help with Medicare costs. Contact us at 1-800-259-5300. Brought to you by the Senior Health Insurance Information Program. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. All right, so I figure we give it a little coverage, you know, winner take all, kind of a big deal. We heard from head coach Austin Clunch of the Colonels, and now it's time to get the privateer side of things from head coach Mark Schlesinger. Good afternoon, sir. Thank you for joining us on short notice. How are you? G-Cat. What a beautiful day. I mean, it's gorgeous outside. We got a chance to win a championship tomorrow. Man, life is, life is pretty sweet. Very blessed and excited for this opportunity for our guys. It is, man. And I'm glad you started that way because I thought you might, you might be mad at me. No, no. I've told you this before. I am the absolute least superstitious person <laughs> on earth in everything minus the cup. So other than that, I am I have absolutely no superstition whatsoever. Okay, so that's unless, good because unless it was you and I talking about the Cubs, then that's a different <laughs> story. But I, and all the other stuff, uh-huh. man, I, I I don't believe in it. What I have on, what I wore, what I ate, it has absolutely okay. zero bearing on whether the ball goes in the hoop okay. or we stop them from scoring. Okay, so, you, you, I ain't do... mad at you. You kidding me? You're my guy. Okay. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> Because there is a curse. I'm just letting you know. And Man, the graph, you know, he he's firmly believes that I can curse entire seasons, injure players, just by speaking to them. And, Coach, you haven't won a game since you last came on the show. So I just I want to make sure we got that out the we way. Just won, we just won Thursday. Where, where have you been? Oh, you well, there we go. That's right. Never mind. I'm good then. I'm good. <laughs> I'm cleared. You see, I'm free. Um... 
So tell me about those two games, man, since we last chatted here. I, I know you said this conference was tough. You said it wasn't going to be easy uh, to say that. But to be able to bounce back after getting that loss and being still in this position that you're going to be in tomorrow says a lot about your team. Yeah, our guys our guys are extremely resilient. They're tough. They're they're great uh teammates and work extremely hard. We you know, we didn't have our best days. You know, everybody's banged up at this time of the year. We had some guys uh that were banged up and you know, we needed to play our best and we just played okay. And uh when you're in the one seat and everybody's coming after you with their absolute best, you can't have you can't just be okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's frustrating because uh, I sure would have loved to have closed out the championship, whether it was last week or closed it out, uh, you know, on Thursday. But, you know, that's not the way the cards were dealt. We, we, this thing, this story is going to be written uh, down to the very last uh, minute of this game tomorrow, probably. If I know Austin and I know his team, it'll come down to the very, very end. And it'll be one heck of a. One heck of a game and one heck of a of an ending, and uh, hopefully we're on the good side of it. All right. Well, by judging by uh, how he was when we chatted with him at the top of the hour, he may be on the streets right now, making sure people show up. He asked for standing room only. Told the, the fire department, "Don't pay attention to how many are standing and all of that." But so it should be a fun atmosphere. They were ten and one over there. What? Why is Stouffer a, um, a tough place over there? You know, they're all tough places. It, you know, it's a it's a it's a small facility, but uh, a very intimate setting, and uh, you know everybody plays pretty good at home, and so uh, it's been one of those places where when you have a good team and mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's a good atmosphere to play, and then you're going to have a, a positive positive advantage. But I'm excited about excited. I know we've got a good group of people uh, that are coming down from the city tomorrow too uh, to be there. So uh, we look forward to we look forward to having a, a great Saturday afternoon. Back at your place, seventy-eight sixty-six. Back on January fifteenth. What do you take from that game? How much can you take from that game, or is just tomorrow a completely different game? No, tomorrow's a completely different game. It's the first game in league play for us and them, and it's the last one. Uh, you know they're playing they're playing very well uh, at the same time. You know they uh, Ty Gordon is is a really really talented scorer. Uh, they've got people that can score in every position. Uh, one through five, we're going to have to be uh, very elite defensively, which I think we will be. I feel good about uh, our ability uh, to score on multiple levels uh, with multiple guys. And this has been a team that, that all year has answered answered the call and answered the bell. Uh, you know, when, when a little bit of adversity has come, we've come back and fought back. And so this will be, uh, be a great one. It'll be a great one that goes uh, down probably – uh, in the history books, we 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 closed out a championship there uh, at Stouffer in 2017 mm-hmm. uh, with a win, and I think it may have been like maybe even five years to, to today. Uh, so I will I'll gladly take another one uh, if we can if we're blessed enough to uh, to pull it off uh, tomorrow. I'll gladly take another one tomorrow. Coach, this is for the the conference title here, right? The championship here, but then you still got the tournament to come next week. How? Th- kind of battles do you think you're going to face next week? It'll be the same one. You know, I think you look at you look at the the, the, the great teams, you're going to play them again. You know, we're going to, the chances of us playing Nichols, Southeastern, uh, you know, Northwestern, HVU can get hot and get going. Corpus can get going. Uh, you know, it's it's a wide-open field. You know, obviously, if you can get the double by, 
you get a you get a better shot. You get to play. You only have to play one less game. Uh, but part of the the tip off tournament was you know everybody played three games in three days, so mm-hmm. everybody already has a feel for that format, the building, uh, everything that goes with it. So it's going to be a fun fun week next week. But our focus is on tomorrow and and playing our absolute best and playing our hardest uh, tomorrow. Three thirty, winner take all. I'm sure you're ready. Ding ding ding! Let's go. <laughs> At UNO Privateers over on Twitter. And, of course, you can always go on the athletic website, UNOPrivateers.com. I'm glad you don't believe in curses and we're still buds. You're my guy, man. Don't worry about that. Let's roll. <laughs> there he goes. And Coach Mark Schlesinger of UNO Privateers. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, man. Thank you a lot. All right. Um, I do want to play this here. Uh, we're going to hear from the intern in a, in a little bit next segment. Don't forget, coming up, we're still going to talk to the voices of the Colonels and the Privateers, get their perspective. Those are the guys that have been doing notes, and they do the sheets, and you know they have all the stuff to look into, and what player is hot and not. Jack Benjamin, 105. Jude Young, 205. Um, so I can't wait. That's fun. I mean, I, that's it's kind of a preview of March Madness, but this is what you want, right? Battling for a conference championship. So Stouffer should be fun tomorrow. Y- you know what is also fun? Watching the disaster that is the Lakers. I mean, <laughs> it is. It makes me happy. It's Friday. Coach said it. It's beautiful outside. I've been playing with the kid outside this morning. It's just, it, it really is. It's. I, I feel like grilling tonight. It's just, I, I'm in a great mood, especially, especially. Pelicans can get win number four in a row here, especially because they're just one game back of the Lakers. Lakers lost their fourth straight yesterday. LeBron played eight more minutes than anybody else on the team. He had 26 points. And, folks, it wasn't close. 132-111. It wasn't close. They're killing Russell Westbrook, not because of his play. He had the same points and less turnovers than LeBron. Not same points. He had 17 points, less turnovers than LeBron. Same rebounds. But they're killing him because a reporter after the game goes, hey, have, what about your expectation level of coming here? And the reporter had to explain to him. You don't hear it in the answer. But he explained it because Russell was like, what expectation level? I don't know what you're talking about. He says, well, you probably expected to come here and win a championship. He's like, I, that's not what I was doing. Oh, my. He is getting killed for that. I no expectations. I come into every situation. The same. Uh, last four years I've been, I've been on different teams four times. So my envision of kind of thinking everything going to be peaches and cream, I don't. That's not realistic. That's not life. Uh, so for me, um, I come in every situation, um, start from ground zero and try to figure it out along the way. I have no expectations of how things will work, how many times I had a ball, what position I'm going to play. That's literally, um, you know, I just try to find ways to better best help my teammates and that's about it yeah it's not going over well with screaming a and everybody else to call not a laker wake up all this other stuff um they're they're talking about lebron's body language perkins our new best friend remember he had us above ground yesterday <laughs> what did he what did he have the pellet uh, he had the the lakers you know they're talking about are you below buried underground and all this other stuff um they, he had the Lakers seven feet underground, seven feet deep. The Blazers twenty-seven feet deep. <laughs> the Spurs five feet deep, and he had the the Pelicans above ground. In Perks play in predictions, my man is now our best friend. Listen to this: LeBron James is given everything that he possibly can, but at the end of the day, the Lakers 
has forgotten how to win. They don't know how to win games no more. And when you got to depend on a guy that you signed on a 10-day contract like Stanley Johnson that they end up signing for the remaining of the season, or you got to depend on the undrafted rookie and Austin Reeves and then Russell Westbrook screaming that nonsense in interviews after they lose games. You don't know when Anthony Davis is going to come back. And LeBron James is still not healthy. We we all forget that. He's not healthy. Like, he's still playing on a hurt knee, but out there still giving people that work, but the others around him are not contributing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which leads him to say this. Ladies and gentlemen, Kendrick Perkins. You sit him down. You sit him down. A guy that's in year 19, that's 37 years old, that's banged up, that's out there giving it his all and his teammates are not, and his teammates are saying stuff like Russell Westbrook just said he didn't envision anything. Well, what the hell did you come to L.A. for if you didn't have a vision on winning the championship? See, that type of thing right there, if I'm LeBron James, makes me want to sit out. Because in LeBron James' mind, every year he approaches the game of basketball, a new season, he visions winning a championship. So for Russell Westbrook, and that's my guy, y'all all know how I feel about him, but he was dead wrong for that comment. And that's another reason why you should bench him, along with the uncertainty of when Anthony Davis is going to come back. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead and sit LeBron down. <laughs> sit him down. Oh, my goodness. How how the tables have turned. How the tables have turned. Enjoy that legacy, A.D. Quick break. We come back. The intern. We'll check in with him. I'm obligated to do so. It's part of the whole school thing. I got to act like he's actually a part of the show. Jack Benjamin, 105. Rafael Esparza, 115. Christian Clark will break down tonight's game a little bit more. Get his thoughts on the Pels as they look for win number four tonight. Over at the Smoothie King Center, Jude Young. He is the voice of the privateers, Crescent City Sports as well. So both voices will give their takes. Marlon Favorite, 215, the Tigers at the Combine. And Leo Haggerty has a message for a high school coach that needs to be remembered. We'll do all of that this afternoon on the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. When you're sick, you want to be close to home. 
World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. All right, welcome back. It is the Sports Hangover, 800-998-1003 at ESPN Radio NOLA. Got a lot of guests lined up today, so not a ton for calls. I'll get to them every now and then. Just want to get a lot of... uh Put a lot of stuff to get into. We still got college baseball uh, going up a huge series, Tulane and Mississippi State. That is tonight at six thirty. LSU is in the Shriners Hospitals Children College Classic over there in Houston. Three p.m. taking on Oklahoma, number one Texas. At seven p.m. tomorrow, and then uh, you got Baylor at five p.m. at uh, one p.m. on Sunday. Two lanes, 6.30, 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock. The three-game series against Mississippi State. Nichols is at Memphis, 4 p.m. today, 2 p.m., 1 p.m. over the weekend. UNO is at ULM, 6 p.m., 2 p.m., 1 p.m. I think I got all that, <laughs> Jordan. I've got a lot to get into. What's up, buddy? How are you today? I'm doing well, doing very, very good. There's been a lot of roofers around here trying to uh, put a new roof on our house, so it's been a little there noisy. Go. Nice. All right, that's good. Um the Lakers. I love it. I know. I just, you know, here's the thing, man. I mean, do do you think the Lakers shut him down? He played eight minutes more than anyone else. And Jordan, they're getting blown out. I mean, they, they're not losing by eight or seven. Like some of those games, you know, they have. I'm looking at the highlights. He's missing two or three layups at the rim. That was last night. In the game Sunday, some of our local reporters, right, um, from Will Guillory to I think Christian Clark even mentioned he doesn't look right. He doesn't have that lift off that knee. So he's not healthy. But he's missing layups. He had seven turnovers. That's more than anybody on the Lakers team yesterday. And they lost 132-111. It wasn't close. I mean, they're, and they still have the toughest schedule remaining. They got the Warriors tomorrow night they on national the TV. Toughest schedule. The Warriors have the toughest schedule. Well, right the now. Warriors have lost three straight. I saw. I don't know if you saw this. Steph Curry didn't shoot a shot, not make a shot. He didn't shoot a shot in the fourth quarter in a loss to the Mavericks yesterday. 
I saw that you you were uh, you were texting me, Todd and uh, Daniel. Was there a little bit of money out in Vegas that was? Uh, I mean, that's my I only mean, explanation. I have no proof. Uh, like like the guy Murdoch or whatever his what well, Murmock, whatever the guy's name was yesterday, said he has no reporting, but the days are numbered of New Orleans basketball. I have no reporting on this, but clearly one of Steph Curry's partners <laughs> went to Vegas and laid some money on the most unimaginable thing you can think of. Right? He put like a buck to win a million. Steph Curry won't make won't take a shot in the fourth quarter. There is no way that anyone with their right mind would think that he wouldn't take one. I'm not even talking about making one. He didn't take one in the fourth quarter. That doesn't seem plausible to me. No. No, especially with with him on with him on the court. He's right. shooting it from half court right. if he can't get a shot off. Especially I mean, if they're losing. I mean, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Wait, so they're not losing? I mean, they're not winning, and he doesn't take a shot in the fourth quarter? Not buying it. Not buying it either. Somebody bought themselves a brand new house or you know, a little Rand Rover or something. There's no doubt. They're, they're, somebody checked the no bank doubt. accounts. That does not make sense to me. I'm looking um, forward to tonight's game, though, with the Pelicans and the Jazz. Mm-hmm. I, hopefully they could extend the winning streak to four games tonight. What are you looking for tonight? I don't know. We have a, I put that as our question today. What are the keys to the Pelicans game tonight as they take on the Utah Jazz? Neil said, keep it close and have a big three quarters. Um, Joel said, "Need a Herb masterpiece." So, I kind of, I kind of like those two things. I do believe that Herb's going to have a big game. Let's see what CJ can do. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jazz have a lot of, lot of scoring. So that's the only thing that that I'm concerned about is they 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 know how to shoot the ball really well and um, holding them and just staying in the game all four quarters. Right. I think is probably the key. For a Pelicans victory, I don't think you need. You, I don't think you need a blowout this team. If if you win, I think it's almost like a few people have been saying um, that cover the team. This is going to be a big test tonight for the Pelicans and show us if they're actually legitimate in what they've been doing so far these past couple of weeks. So I saw something else on Twitter here. One, it's on Twitter. He says uh, he's excited tonight because if the Pels win and the Warriors win tomorrow, they're in the ninth seed your Pelicans that could potentially next level their confidence you, you definitely do see at least in between those two teams right as David Wesley mentioned the, the left I mean it couldn't be more apparent when you saw on Sunday you see a, a group playing well together playing together first and foremost um you're listening to Russell Westbrook he has no vision no they don't even know what the focus is over there and as David said you know he said it's a dangerous place when, when you don't really know what's what what, what the problem is much less try to fix it. And, and he's right. Look, we have covered plenty of Pelicans teams where we are telling them what the problem is and they still couldn't fix it. When you got 20 or 19 games left, whatever it is that they have, and you don't know what's ailing you, I I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not saying that he can't come back in two weeks and all of a sudden they win the final 10. Because here's the thing, as excited as I am, and you know me, I want to get, I, I want to start driving this train. Let's get going. I'm in the playoffs already, right? But I'm, there's that stretch, man. March 26th through April 7th. You got the Spurs, you got the Blazers, you got the Lakers twice. I mean, it's gonna be decided there. It's gonna be decided in that block of games. It just is. Now, obviously the more you can win heading into that block gives you a little bit more cushion. But you're going to face the teams above you, around you, and just underneath you in that block. I mean, that's when it's gonna be decided. Yeah, absolutely. And, 
hey, how awesome would it be if you could get that home game for that play-in and have the Lakers come here? Oh. And uh, that being the blender, I mean, you couldn't write it up much better than I mean, that. You have to play the bleep, 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 that's all, folks, right? I mean, you have to play that. You have to. You have, you have to, to play that. You got to win the game, though, first. Any other headlines and storylines we should be focusing on, sir? Yeah. I saw earlier this morning that looks like the Cowboys are going to try to uh, release mm-hmm. Amari Cooper. So, hey. Let's do it now. Just that's do kind it. Of a big no, hit. stop it. Just. Hey, Saints fan. I, I, see, Saints I was trying to get it out of my mouth, and you wouldn't even let me. This public service announcement for your New Orleans Saints fans that are saying, go ahead and get Amari Cooper. Why are they releasing him? Twenty million. That's why. That's why he's guaranteed twenty what million. Did, what do the Saints not have a lot of money? Okay. <laughs> what does this draft have a lot of? Wide receivers. Wide receivers. Here we go. Thank you. You're welcome on behalf of the sports hangover. Let's move on next. Um, another thing that I saw over um, this morning was, I mean, we kind of already touched on it with the LeBron. Um, Situation. I mean, they got absolutely destroyed. Um, another thing I saw was Tyron Matthew landing spots potential, mm. either it being mm. a team that we literally just talked about, the Cowboys yeah. or your New Orleans Saints. I'm sorry, who? Your New Orleans Saints. I kind of feel like isn't this a topic every single every year? Season, I Tyron do, and, and, gonna... and I want to say this too. Um... <sighs> who are you taking him over right now? Like, is he is he kind of like Chauncey Garner Johnson's role? I honestly don't know. I think is that what he is? He's not a starting like outside corner, right? Johnson, that's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm, I, that's, I think that's kind of what I'm getting at right now. I at this point, right now, am I dare I saying think, I would rather CD Deuce? No, I mean no. You're 100 percent right. I remember a few years ago. I think it was that old Saint Kitchen, mm-hmm. uh, Deuce McCallis old Saint Kitchen, and that's where we were talking about. Hey, Tyron Matthew might be coming, you know, to the Saints, and then he wind up going over to. The Kansas City mm-hmm. Chiefs. And I think that's when we really needed that guy. And yeah. that's when we didn't have Chauncey. But now that we have Chauncey, the Saints have Chauncey, um, I don't think there's a need for him to be on this team. I, I think there's other places that you should look for to to fill the holes in this roster that you so desperately need. Uh, no doubt. It was interesting. Again, we heard from Dennis Allen and uh, Mickey Loomis. And it's interesting that he's noting, I guess he's speaking again right now because they're tweeting about it, that uh, Pete Carmichael Jr. was the Saints' number one option at offensive coordinator all along. They looked at other candidates, but that didn't mean Allen was hoping to make a switch. So um, the exact quote, Luke Johnson just put it up there. I'll let Pete answer for himself in terms of where he was along the process. I will say this. Pete was our number one option from the very beginning. All along the process, Pete was involved in the whole deal. Took us a while to get there, but ultimately, all of us, myself, Pete, Mickey, the whole organization, realized it was the best thing for us. Um, I'll check in to see if you're not napping at two forty-five. If you'd like, I got my check in to see away. if you're not napping. I, I, you have so much going I, I, on. I won't be so. napping. Thank you, you sir. Appreciate the time. You're going to be so tired. There he goes. Join the intern at JD Kleber is the way to follow him on Twitter. Jack Benjamin, voice of the Colonels, next on ESPN New Orleans. I gotta get back to Dallas. I'm gonna work a week, I'll make a hundred dollars, and hit the road again. So I don't want you to think that you the first one. 
Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Commissioner Jim Donlin, if you're on Medicare with limited income, you may qualify for help paying your premiums, deductibles, and prescription drug costs. Limits on income and assets for these programs have changed. So you may qualify for help now, even if you were denied in the past. Call our senior health insurance program at 1-800-259-5300 to see if you can save on your Medicare cost. Brought to you by the Senior Health Insurance Information Program. New Orleans Pelicans basketball is on the air. Bounce feed to Jonas. Up top, B.I. Straight away three. Bucket! Bucket! Ingram, hook pass, left corner, CJ, catch and shoot three. Down for McCollum! Hi, this is Todd Graffinini. Join Daniel Salerson and me as the Pelicans take on the Memphis Grizzlies, Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. on ESPN 100.3 New Orleans. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Our number two. About to get off and running. Coming up at 115, Rafael Esparza will take a look at some of the games today. If you'd like to make a little change over in the NBA, including Pels and Jazz, Utah, four and a half point favorite. Christian Clark at 130. Corey Gore, 145. We'll recap last night's Tulane basketball win and preview the Tulane Mississippi State series, which starts tonight at 630. That ought to be fun. The men winning last night, 82-67. And uh, what is that? Win number 13. Most wins since 2017 and 18 season, which they had 14. So we'll talk to those gentlemen here coming up in a quick bit. But it's Friday, which means I have to. I'm obligated because I say so. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking for work to the weekend. Friday, Friday. Getting down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to so much to look forward to this weekend. Not only nice weather, beautiful baseball, important basketball games. We open up the show with Mr. Austin Clunch. He is the head coach of the Colonels. We spoke with Mark Schlesinger at 1230. He's the head coach of the Uno Privateers tomorrow at 330. Stouffer Gymnasium. Winner take all. 
Whoever wins between Nichols and UNO is your Southland Conference champ during the regular season. Also want to talk to the voices. So Jude Young coming up at 2.05. He, uh, of course, calls the UNO privateers and leading things off here in hour number two is Mr. Jack Benjamin, voice of the Colonels. Sir, I feel like I've seen you more this year, though, doing other games and obviously for Tulane and then talking about Nichols and hearing you. Man, you, you've been a busy guy this year, but how are you? <laughs> I'm doing well, Gus. Always good to, it's been a while since we chatted on here, but no, I'm, I'm doing well. I'll, uh, I'll say this, folks in the, uh, on, on the bayou in the New Orleans area in Louisiana in general, man, they're pretty spoiled right now. You think <laughs> about, uh, the, the Tulane men and women and, yeah. and Nichols and New Orleans and boy, it's been, a lot of fun, and obviously baseball and, and softball here. It, it is truly uh, March Madness right now in Louisiana. No doubt, Mike Silva and the baseball team had now taken on Memphis over the weekend. Jack, you had uh, the men last night with Tulane, and, and I saw your tweet. How What did that dunk look like in person, sir, that you called from UCF? <laughs> that was something. Oh, he, he uh, yeah, I, I said it looks like he, he, he soared out of the rafters. Yeah, that was just uh, – one of those things where when you have the athleticism and you time it right, um, but boy, people can uh, can do special things. That was one of them. But I'll tell you what, uh, the, the job Ron Hunter's done with Tulane, it's pretty pretty special this year. How about a how about ten conference wins? That's pretty darn good. Yeah, no no doubt. Uh, it, I, I, it it wasn't that long ago, Jack. They won none in conference. They had zero wins in conference, so that's that's a change. <laughs> They're doing much better. Yeah, you know, it's you know, it's funny, Gus. I, I tell people, you know, I, I show up places and, and the, the winning seems to follow. Not that there I have go. anything to do with it, but I remember I, uh, I started my career over in North Carolina and uh, Davidson football hadn't mm-hmm. had a winning season in, I think, a decade, and I show up and they have a winning season. And uh, Obviously, Nichols had uh, had started a win before I arrived there, but they've had a lot of success. I've, I've been really lucky to be around uh, some, some programs turning things around. So, no, Speaking it's been with a lot Jack- of fun following that team. Speak with Jack Benjamin, play-by-play of the Colonels and, among other things, including the Olympics, man. Uh, at Jack Benjamin PXP is the way to follow over on Twitter. Look, man, uh, if you want, take credit for Dejon Dixon when he gets drafted here coming up next month as well. It was cool to see him at the Combine. Look, every time we talk to Coach Rebo on Tuesdays on our show, he's always a name you have to talk about and discuss. You've seen his games. You've called his games. Is he a Friday, Saturday you know, draft pick? I think he should be. W- whether it happens, um, uh, you know, I'm not sure. I-, I think probably the odds are maybe against Friday. I- I'm not, you know, I-, I think he absolutely should be. When you look at you look at what he does on the field, he had the measurables. I don't know, Gus, how closely you looked at his times, but, you know, I, I think they clocked him at a 4.58 on his second 40 last night, and I think they changed it officially to a 4.62. He was, I think, 4.65 on his first one, so – He's not a guy who's going to wow in a 40. You know, his, I, I always tell people his greatness is right around the line of scrimmage, unbelievable jumps, an incredible route runner. Um, some of the best hands, I, I obviously call mostly FCS football. I've seen a lot of FBS teams just from my time at Nichols and obviously being around the game, but um, unbelievable hands. I can count maybe on my fingers how many drops I, I saw him have that were really clear and obvious. And, um, yeah, I, I just think the guy is – he had a special career. I mean, you think about it, Gus, he had a catch in 50 straight games. Every game he played in, except his first ever career game against McNeese, he had a catch. So he actually would have, he got he got injured his uh, uh, his junior year, which was my first year on the mic, and people blame me because I made a uh, call. I don't know if you know Robert <laughs> Rochelle. He's on the Rams now. He played okay. for Central Arkansas. 
went up and uh, did a Superman-like catch. I said, oh, Dejon Dixon's like Superman. Comes down and breaks his collarbone and misses five games. If he doesn't miss that those games, he probably breaks Cooper Cup's record for the most consecutive receptions by an FCS player. Cooper Cup had 52 and obviously was the mm. Super Bowl MVP. So, no, I think he's a special player. I'll tell you what, if the Saints don't have eyes on this guy, they're, they're making a mistake because he can, uh, he'll be able to go in and contribute somewhere right away. He's a possession receiver. He's a downfield guy. I, I think he's going to be a, a real uh, good player, and he can be a starter, I think, for a while in the NFL. Mm. Voice of the Colonels, Mr. Jack Benjamin at Jack Benjamin PXP is the way to follow on Twitter. Okay, man. Um, tomorrow, obviously, it's a winner-take-all situation in basketball for the Colonels. How did they get to this point, though? Because it kind of looked like it was the privateers to sort of lose or, you know, to, you know, to, to kind of go get. And the Colonels just kind of kept winning, man. What is it, nine in the last ten? Yeah, nine to ten. And, and the one loss, Gus, was last Saturday at Southeastern. I, I called that game, and that was, boy, that was tough. You know, things didn't look very good because you think about it. Nichols could be in an even better spot than a winner-take-all, and obviously you'll take a winner-take-all scenario for a conference title in your house any day, but they were up 21 points on Southeastern with 14 minutes to go, and the Lions came back. Nichols just destructed down the stretch. They were turning the ball over at will. They couldn't make a shot, um, and uh, that that was compounded by you know, New Orleans lost that day as well, so it, Nichols could have had the outright lead. They could have had a game lead with two to play. Um, yeah, I, I just think all season long, you know, they started one and two. I, I was listening to you, you know, talking with Austin earlier, and uh, obviously Coach has done a remarkable job this year, which, you know, that, that can't be under, you know, you, you can't overstate how good a job Austin Clutch has done. I mean, the guy is 32 years old, second youngest coach in Division One college basketball. His team started one and two in conference play, and, and Gus, you know this, Nichols has gone from a hunter to, I mean, they're the hunters. Target on your back, reigning conference champs, preseason favorite Nichols hasn't been the preseason favorite in the conference in 20 years you know that that doesn't it it, it comes with a different kind of territory they start one and two Ty Gordon who's our, our leading scorer he's the 10th leading scorer in the country more than 21 points per game he's coming off a knee injury we had the Southland tip-off event in Katy he didn't play in those three games and um, he was kind of battling with the knee he was wearing a brace early on he had a brace on in the New Orleans game when we lost to them to start conference play they just absolutely ran us out of the gym in the second half and I just think slowly but surely the offense has come along. Right. And Austin Clowns will tell you the defense has picked up in a big way of late. And they had to. I mean, Wednesday, Corpus Christi, Corpus was up 11 early. They were up nine midway through the second half. Nichols needed a 12-0 run late to win. I just think defensively they've been so impressive. And uh, the balance behind Ty Gordon has been really good. Guys like Atrell Jones, the Portland transfer. Manny Littles is a North Alabama transfer. you got seven newcomers from the transfer portal, a couple of key freshmen. It's come together at the right time, and yeah, a chance for a pretty special moment to clinch a title at home on Saturday. Ten and one at home. Obviously, you've called many a game over there, Stouffer. What what makes it special and unique in such a tough place for opponents? Yeah, I mean, look, it's not a huge gym, so the noise can build pretty quickly. Um, I, I think you know they they just look. Every team takes a lot of pride in in winning on their home floor. Yeah, you mentioned ten and one this year. Really, since I've been calling games, you start in 2019, Gus, they've lost two home games in that span. And they've won 27 of their last 29 conference games. Those couple of conference losses have been, they lost one to Southeastern at home by eight, but the other two were at the buzzer. Um, I just think they make it a really tough environment because of the way they guard. It's always been a, a pressure-oriented defense under Austin Clanch. you got a couple of high flyers. 
And when you can energize a crowd the way these guys can with, with their dunking, Latrell Jones is as good of an athlete as you'll see not only in the conference, but I think in the country. They throw a lot of alley-oops. They play, you know, as Coach always mentioned, it's a fun brand of basketball. When you play a fun brand of basketball in a smaller gym and you can kind of contain noise, I, I think the way that they there do, I, I just think things get magnified and, and they go on a lot of runs and a lot of spurts. And I think that allows that building to get going. And let me say this, too. Folks in Thibodeau, you know, it's known as a football town. It should be right now because of what the football program has done. And Tim Rebo has done a remarkable job. But uh, they, they support their colonels. I've, I've been here three years in Thibodeau. I absolutely love the place. It's a special community, a special group of people. Uh, Ricky Broussard, the legendary coach who led them to our, our two NCAA tournament appearances in 95 and 98, yeah. is, and a court is named after him. Uh, he's a huge supporter. He's always courtside. Obviously, Jonathan Terrell, our AD, and uh, Jay Cluen, our president, are always there. And they just do a great job of getting people out there, making it a really tough place to play. All right, sir, I'm going to ask uh, Jude at 205 what he thinks is the key for you and to a victory. For the Colonels to pick up their third title in five years, what will you say will be keys to victory when you lead off the broadcast? Yeah, I, I think I think a couple things. Um, number one is the start. You know, you're playing a game that you know, for a lot of these guys is the biggest of their careers at this point. We're talking about a regular season title, and we'll see next week what happens in Katie for trying to uh, reach the NCAA tournament during the conference tournament. But I think managing the emotions early on is, is certainly something to look at. Not that you can necessarily win a game in the first five minutes, but you can get down quickly if you're a little over-amped. And I, I think Austin Clanch has now coached in enough big games. Uh, we, we were in a, a conference tournament title game, obviously, a year ago. We have a couple guys back from the team, Ty Gordon, Raji Lyons, Pierce Spencer, who were starters on that team last year that won a regular season title on the road at McNeese. So they've kind of been through it. You can pass that down to some of the guys that haven't necessarily been there. So Sort of a non-statistical thing, getting off to a good start, managing the emotions early. I think that's certainly something. Look, this one is pretty obvious, I think, in college basketball at any level, but especially in this conference, the three-point arc is going to be a key. New Orleans shoots it really well. Derek St. Hilaire, he's number two in scoring behind Ty Gordon. He and Ty Gordon, I think, are probably battling not only for a conference title, but maybe for player of the year tomorrow afternoon as well. I mean, those two have gone back and forth for the scoring lead all season long, so uh, New Orleans can light it up from three. They only shot 6-14 of 14 in our first meeting, but Nichols was 5-24. for 24. That's not going to work from beyond the arc against this team, and uh, typically Nichols doesn't get to the free throw line a ton, so um, the, the three-point line is always a key. I think rebounding is a big key. Uh, New Orleans does a really good job in their front court. Tyson Jackson, Simeon Kirkland, uh, they got a couple guys. I don't know how many folks are familiar with UNO, but they do a really good job defensively. Jamel Myers gives them good energy off the bench. I think keeping these guys off the offensive glass is a big key. They had 10 offensive rebounds, led to, I think, 15 second-chance points in our first meeting. So I see that as a big key. And then turnovers. we we got to limit them. Typically, when we don't turn the ball over, and we're typically a pretty low turnover team, we're, I think, second in the conference, fewest turnovers per game, we, we play pretty effectively. So I think limiting the turnovers, I see that as a key as well. Um, and, yeah, we do those things, and hopefully we can make a couple free throws. We're actually the third-worst free-throw shooting team, Gus, in the entire country. So if we can make a couple of freebies, that'd be good as well, especially in a tight game. Jack, appreciate the time. Thank you for giving us your side of things, sir, at Jack Benjamin PXP. The way to give a follow over on Twitter. As always, man, appreciate the time, buddy. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, hey, of course. I appreciate you having me. Uh, for folks, just so they know, we got a 3 p.m. pregame coverage for uh, – a 3.30 tip, so uh, definitely uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. I do advise everybody to get to Thibodeau because it, uh, it should be a fun one. First winner-take-all true regular season title game in the Southland in 20 years. 
But if you can't, uh, if you can't make it, and for some reason you're stuck with me listening, 3 p.m. pregame. <laughs> I saw, I saw, you, I saw you tweet. You're gonna try to convince people to bring a radio inside that. It might be too hey, loud, though. Wasn't that a thing back in the day, guys? You bring the yeah. transistor radio to the ballpark and yeah. the gym or whatever. You just tune in. I, I guess you can do it with your smartphones nowadays with the tune in that. But you can, hey, buddy, I look, appreciate you having me on as always. And, and you know what? Here's the thing, too. Uh, I mean, most of these earbuds now are noise canceling. So you know, I mean, you can technically do it. <laughs> there, there, there you go. Right? Hey, <laughs> now it should be it should be a blast. Hey, I, I appreciate you having me as always, man. For sure, man. Take care. Mr. Jack Benjamin, thank you. Appreciate your time. Quick break. We come back. Mr. Rafael Esparza. We'll see what Mr. Vegas has to say about what Vegas thinks about the Lakers, the Pelicans taking on the Jazz tonight. Uh, New Orleans, a four and a half point underdog against Utah here at home. This is Portango for ESPN New Orleans.